You've heard me talk about my preferred fish oil brand, Vital Nutrients, offering a line of 11 ultra-pure omega-3 solutions. Well, I'm happy to report that they also offer a great line of premium quality, clinically relevant, professional-grade products which help support optimal immune function, including quercetin, NAC, Viracon, and Aller-C. Quercetin supports healthy sinus and respiratory function. NAC delivers antioxidant support. Viracon is a unique herbal formula for comprehensive immune system support. And Aller-C provides respiratory histamine and sinus support. I'm so impressed with these products that I took them with me on my recent trip to Iceland. For more information and to order, go to vitalnutrients.co. That's vitalnutrients.co. Vital Nutrients products are formulated by healthcare professionals utilizing peer-reviewed research, bioavailable and bioactive ingredients in therapeutic doses. I take them and use them in my practice. Just go to vitalnutrients.co and check them out. Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. It's our weekly Q&A with Layla. And um, just a reminder... We are still running our Save Our Supplements campaign, but there's good news on that front because mm. we have saved our supplements from something called MPL, Mandatory Product Listing, Yes, which was the initiative that was before Congress. They're kind of trying to pass it with sleight of hand because they were going to tag it on an appropriations bill, which was a must-pass bill. And they said, well, yeah, just put this little provision in there. And uh, a lot of Congress people, I think, responding to the the uh, protests and queries by people like you out there uh, who've gone to drhoffman.com slash A&H. We provided you with templates so that you can notify your your congresspeople that you don't want that in the bill. Yes. Well, uh, they wanted a clean bill. And they said, let's, let's, you know, let's forget about this tag along thing. That's really not fair. If we want to vote on this, let's make that a standalone initiative. And, you know, we won't, make it pass by sleight of hand. So the good news is that the bill failed. Yes. The bad news is that there's still people out there who really want to... Mandatory product list. They want it. They want it. They want to corral the supplements. Mm -hmm. And uh, even the nutrition industry is divided because there's some people in the nutrition industry who are saying, oh yeah, that's good, you know, because we are, you know, good players and we are above board, and we're happy to cooperate with the government. And I yes. say, no. It's kind of like the Patriot Act. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, wait, wait. That's a good I'm, idea. I'm not a subversive. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Yeah, you're okay if you want to observe, yeah. you know. It's And, you know, it kind of reminds me that it's like first they came for the Jews, and I didn't say anything because I'm not yeah. a Jew. Then they came for the homosexuals, and I didn't say anything because I know. Then they came for the gypsies, and I didn't say anything because I'm not a gypsy. gypsy, And then they came for the communists, and you know, etc. Etc. Yeah. Yeah. Finally. Finally. Then they came for me. (laughs) Yeah. 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 That's really. So I say, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, let's not. uh, We can't get complacent. Yeah. Because. they will want to draw up a new bill. That is my feeling. Yes, absolutely. And that is my fear. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. And you know, this Congress is so we waning. Have to fight. This Congress is waning. Uh, but you know, Congress will change. But it's still, it's not. It's kind of a bipartisan initiative because there are some, uh, you know, both Republicans and Democrats, who are very much in bed with the pharmaceutical industry 
and they want they to regulate a, supplements like drugs. They get a lot. Both parties get a lot of of huge, uh, of, huge. of uh, support from. It, 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 so it's, you know, some issues are very clear cut. It's like the Democrats versus the Republicans, and yeah. it's clear cut. This is like crosses both it party does, lines. It does. It does. So anyway. Uh, Dearhoffman.com slash A and H stands for the Alliance for Natural Health, A and H USA.org, I think. And that's uh, where you can become a active consumer. Yes. Uh, you know, voting for freedom of choice in healthcare. Yes. Which we must continue to do. Okay. okay. Thanks for that. And yeah. let's. We've got an email from Henry. Hello, Dr. Hoffman. We've been listening to and benefiting from your knowledge since your broadcast on WOR. We, we enjoy your podcasts. Henry is 65 years old, and he says, About six months ago, I developed an itchy rash. I'd like to resolve it naturally, but I had to seek help. I went to a well-known, respected dermatologist, prescribed uh, flucon fluconazole. Thank you. That's uh, that's an antifungal. Right. And recommended moisturizing with Crisco. Crisco is a nice soft moisturizer, but it's hydrogenated. Right. I would never consume a hydrogenated well, oil. I think that that's... Is it absorbable through skin? To, to paraphrase uh, Carlton Fredericks, mm -hmm. uh, you know, he once said, you know, Crisco is really great. He says, if ever I have a squeaky door or something like that, I, right. I put some Crisco on it yeah. and, it, and it stops squeaking. Because what he was basically saying is it's not designed for internal consumption. Yeah. It can be applied uh, externally. And I don't think it's bad because it maybe forms like a surface barrier. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be absorbed into the skin. Mm -hmm. uh, it's hydrogenated, so it's kind of stable. And uh, yeah. I don't, I mean, uh, so, but it, it, it's horrible stuff. Yeah. And they uh, actually, in, in all the studies about fat consumption, they have found that when they control for uh, hydrogenated fat, mm -hmm. uh, it, it, it skews the studies. It's like, well, fat is bad. It causes cancer. It causes heart disease. It's when they, when they separate out the effects of hydrogenated versus saturated fat, yes. uh, that the, the, the negative effects disappear. It's, mm -hmm. it's all about trans fats driving the harmful effects. Right. We're fat. talking about the factory-made trans fats. Right not naturally occurring trans fats, which is a different story altogether. Now, what's interesting about this is Henry says that the dermatologist diagnosed the condition as either eczema or psoriasis. Right. They don't look alike. Well, they, they can look alike. They can look well, alike. Well, a classic uh, psoriasis is like plaques of yeah. like really thick red skin. Mm -hmm. And eczema, you know, occurs in different areas of the body. You know, often in the flexor surfaces, you know, yes. of the, uh, you know, be, uh, the inner arm kind yeah. of thing. Uh, psoriasis more on the elbows. Right, uh, right. You know, and so, but these conditions kind of overlap. Hmm. Uh, so eczema is more associated with allergies. So there's a lot of children who have, uh, they have asthma and uh, eczema. So actually medications that work for asthma work for eczema too. Hmm. But they don't work for psoriasis. Yes, psoriasis. So it's a little hard without a biopsy to differentiate the two. Hmm. Uh, so I can understand. I mean, I'm I'm actually happy that a dermatologist had trouble discerning because I have some patients say, "Well, what do I have? Do I have eczema or do I have uh, do I have uh, psoriasis?" Well, I'm not a dermatologist. I say to them, "But I can't really. I'm not sure." But yeah. Um, 
And so even dermatologists, certain types yeah. that are not classic in their appearance, they have difficulty discerning yeah. what's what. So Henry doesn't want to use anything that's harmful, but let's talk about what may cause eczema. Eczema can be fed by sugar. Sure. It could be a candida condition well, showing up on the skin. Use an antifungal. Right, you using use an, an antifungal. antifungal. Mm -hmm. Henry may also need to clean up his diet if this is indeed eczema, mm -hmm. going on a sugar-free diet, a lower-carb mm -hmm. diet. But psoriasis is autoimmune. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I'll tell you. It's, it's, it, it, we, how we know it's autoimmune yeah. is because they use biologicals, yes. medications that suppress immunity yeah. to fix psoriasis. To fix the psoriasis. Yeah. We found the best results treating psoriasis going gluten-free and dairy-free. And let me say why. Because a lot of people will go gluten-free and the psoriasis will get remarkably better, but it does not remit. It, it doesn't go into remission. Mm -hmm. Until they completely get rid of the dairy. Oh, but Layla, can I have goat cheese, sheep's milk, something? Yeah, let's try that. Okay, let's try that. And we do this because the cow's milk casein mm -hmm. is the real problem in any autoimmunity and especially in psoriasis. They'll stay away from the cow's milk casein. They'll opt for the goat, sheep's milk. But several months later, alas, the psoriasis has not gone away. Yeah, yeah. So guess what? We really got to completely go cold turkey. Go cold yeah. turkey on, on and. And lo and behold, mm -hmm. a few weeks or months after that, it could take a few months because it's the skin. Would it suffice to say that an autoimmune paleo diet might be a good strategy? Absolutely. Like a grain-free diet. Absolutely. And avoiding legumes, which are contain lectins sometimes, yeah. you know, instead of having peanut butter, have yeah. maybe almond butter, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and uh, maybe not a lot of... Um, uh, nightshades, perhaps. Yes. Perhaps. I'm right. not even saying. The nightshades, which are tomatoes, white potatoes, eggplant, peppers. Right. Tobacco. Okay. Um, okay. So, and oh, then uh, fish oil, omega 3s, anti inflammatory. Yes. And borage oil. And, and borage oil, too, no? Borage oil, I find more in eczema. Better for eczema yeah. than for yeah. psoriasis. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I, but you know, both, both have a moisturizing effect on skin yeah. from the inside out as opposed to applying some glop on the outside. See, I think that uh, you want to moisturize from the inside out rather from the outside in. Yeah. And because psoriasis is autoimmune, any kind of Majucare or low dose naltrexone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Low dose LDN many, for many skin conditions is yeah. helpful. Yeah. And there's an autoimmune component to your really bad eczema too sometimes. You know, I've heard, and this actually happened to a close friend of mine, she had an autoimmune type of eczema and she had to go on a biologic and immunosuppressant. Yeah, Dupixent they use all, now, all I think. That. Yeah. yeah, but I, we didn't see that so much until recent years. Yeah. This very super duper strong eczema, I don't know how else to describe yeah. it, but really intractable eczema. Well, we saw a patient and today who had... Uh, she had uh, a vaccine reaction which triggered a, a skin inflammation. Yeah. And I don't know whether it's characterized as eczema or what, but it's, it, it's been months since the vaccine and it's receding, but it, she still has it. She still it has flipped it, yeah. her immune system in such a way that she began to become yeah. you know, hypersensitive. But that's what vaccines would do. They're supposed to irritate your immune system yep. to yep. overreact to yep. Yep. something to yep. quash it. Right, right. Which kind of stands to... To it, reason which, that it, I mean, it's a two-edged sword. Just on yeah. one hand, you want to enhance your immunity, but it may have a uh, collateral damage effect, right. you know, in some ways. We strive to find Goldilocks yeah. in that type of a reaction. Goldilocks right? immunity is the term. Right, yeah. right.
Good point which to pause because uh, not because we want to tell a fairy tale. Uh, we want to share. <laughs> we want to share uh, this important message from one of our sponsors. So please listen up. If chocolate is your weakness, the real chocolate decadence of Flava Naturals Performance Chocolate can be your strength. I've been searching high and low for cocoa products that deliver meaningful amounts of healthful flavanols with great flavor and minimal sugar. So I'm thrilled to have found Flava Naturals. Extensive research demonstrates the remarkable benefits of daily cocoa flavanols on brain and heart function, including a recent Harvard study showing a 27% reduction in cardiovascular death. But you need to eat five or more ordinary dark chocolate bars every day to match the flavanols consumed in most of these studies. Flava Naturals Performance Dark Chocolate Cocoa Powder and beverages deliver five to nine times the flavanols of typical dark chocolate. Their secret is sourcing premium, high flavanol cocoa beans and processing them naturally. The result is decadent dark chocolate with the flavanol levels needed to fuel brain and cardio performance. I use it every day. For more information and to order, just go to flavanaturals.com. That's flavanaturals.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting our sponsors. They, of course, are what make Intelligent Medicine a continuing free resource to you. You know, we, we Layla, you know, just a comment. We have, uh, there's a lot of different revenue models for podcasts. And some podcasts are uh, subscription only. So you pay a flat yes. fee and, you know, it can be kind of expensive. Like one of the podcasts I listen to is $149 a year. Mm. But I think it's well worth it. It's, uh, you know, I consider it uh, you know, part of my continuing education and it's, I'm happy to do it. It's your subscription but, budget. But, yeah. uh, and they, there are no ads on it. Um, but um, uh, the, I, there, we do introduce commerce into yeah. this. And we do, you know, favor our sponsors to let them tell their stories. Sure. But I actually think that's an interesting part of the show because these are things that I've vetted, I find helpful. And I want to bring word of them to our listeners. Mm -hmm. So there's nothing that goes on here that's just sheer dollars. You know, it's like, wow, they made us like a terrific offer and, you know, we're making oodles of money. I don't really believe in this, but we're, you know, we want to, mm -hmm. you know, we, we're making a killing on it. It's basically to underwrite the costs of the podcast. Yes. Um, and to keep it viable. Yes. And to, you know, cover distribution, production costs, and and so on. And because we do have production and, you know, costs to defray. And we're getting the word out, I think, about some really helpful things. Absolutely. So I hope that you don't find products. it too cloying or, you know, an intrusion on your listening. But it, it is a, a model mm -hmm. for continuing this. Yes. And finally, another model is uh, based on clicks that you know you get a lot say you get a hundred thousand clicks and then it just goes to whoever uh, puts the advertising up whether it's Facebook or Amazon or something they'll put anything on there yeah you know like for example I'll be watching like a YouTube of something very interesting yeah. and then I'll see an ad for I don't know a car or something like that yeah uh, it, it has nothing to do with the content right but it's it's that's the revenue model for for the YouTube right and right. it's irrelevant to uh -huh. the content mm -hmm. and it's uh, you know and I try to speed through it because they you know they give you a count to like you know, you know 15 seconds and I go like yeah you know, and then it's you like can a, skip the ads skip right you know skip I hit skip because I'm not interested exactly uh, so that's another way to then of course that 
that's a way to do it, but I don't think that's, I think it's a disservice to the audience. True, true. Or you could have a subscription to YouTube yep. where, you, where it's ad-free. Again, you pay for that. You pay the yep. Nazi yep. ads. Yep. You pay premium when you upgrade to an email where there will not be ads there in your right margin or wherever, mm -hmm. or pop-ups and things like that. Yep. But you got to pay for that stuff. Yep. Oh, okay. Moving on, we've got an email from Les about statins. Can I stop statins or do I have to wean myself off of it? My cholesterol seems to be in a normal range. My doctor said to just keep taking them. Okay. Of so course your doctor did. Many medications you can't stop, cold turkey. True. Particularly psychiatric medications. Yeah. You'll get a terrible rebound sometimes. Yes. Certainly benzodiazepines and pain medications. Yes. Uh, yeah. You will get, because you're addicted to them and you'll go through withdrawal. Yeah. Uh, if you on uh, hypertensive medications, you cannot stop because you may get rebound hypertension. Tension, yeah. You know, like a, yeah. a made sore. Mm -hmm. uh, so you got to be careful. If you're on a medication to regulate your heart rhythm, like a beta blocker, you can be careful because you might get a s speed up of your heart rhythm. Yeah. Uh, if you uh, take sleep medications, similarly, you might have more trouble sleeping. If you take acid blockers, you could see a surge in acidity and like yes. a lot of distress because <laughs> you're suppressing that acid, it comes back like... Like, like gangbusters, a, like yeah. it's been all let out of the closet. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like, like pulling back in a rubber band and then letting go. It's like, yeah. wham. Yeah. So, but with statins, you stop. You just stop. No problem. Right. Now, you may see... Uh, a, a, you don't want to check your cholesterol right after stopping, you know, within. No, because it's going to take a little while for the. To equilibrate. To, your, for your body to readjust uh, itself. Yeah. And isn't there like a, is it a six week half life or am, am I confusing no, they, that with they, it's not a antidepressants? Life. It's not a half life. It it's is, like it's just the effects. There's going to be maybe a rebound of your cholesterol. I see. But no, that's never killed anybody. It's like, no. it, it's a high cholesterol for, you know, Three or four weeks isn't going to kill you. No, it's the cumulative it may be good effects. For you. Yes. Yeah. Right. I mean, it depends, but yeah. it's uh, you can stop, and there's no physical adverse effects. It's just that to get an accurate cholesterol, you may want to wait uh, six weeks or a couple of months to see what it is off the right. meds. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, unless you could stop taking it, you're your cholesterol could be in the normal range because you've been taking it. Because he says, I, he's asking, should I wean myself? But see, as far, as far as a lot of doctors are concerned, you know, they pretty much everybody should be on these medications because be they're so beneficial. Because we all have statin deficiency yep. or something. Well, we're right? all, I mean, it, it's one of those things, you know, uh, you know, living better through... Through chemistry. Through chemistry, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That just reminds me of the Crisco again. That's interesting. So, Les, you could stop your cholesterol medication called speaking, turkey. Speaking of Crisco, is I had a uh, uh, a, a friend uh, whose husband was a baker. I mean, she was actually, mm -hmm. she used to be at the gym that I used to work out at, and she used to run the gym and, you know, got very friendly with her. And uh, so she, uh, and, and by the way, they, they owned a bakery but while they're getting the bakery off the ground, the guy worked at a supermarket, mm -hmm. and he was the baker, he's the master baker, and they made so tons of baked goods. Yeah. And he said, "You know, I want to show you something." So he let me into the 
you know, his the prep room, and he saw, I saw these massive mixers, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. where they mix the dough, like that these, super big kitchen like aid. Those, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. He's like, but yeah. you, you could drown in that thing. It was yeah. so big, you know. Uh, it was like a giant hot tub kind of thing. So, uh, and then he said, and then I said, well, what are those barrels over there? Because it was literally barrels uh-huh. in in the kitchen. And he goes, oh, he goes, that's the Crisco. They said, like, you, yeah. you have to, you, how much, how many of those barrels do you use every week? And he goes, I don't know, like a half dozen. It goes wow. into the, it goes into the, the, it's, that's the shortening. Yeah. That that's makes the, 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 the dough flaky. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it gives it a really nice texture. Mm-hmm. But it is super harmful to the body. So, totally. so all that pastry, all those cookies, all that bread was like a Trojan horse that was introducing trans fats in yes. your body. Yes. But I think that that's since then they they've gotten away from that. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe they use poor quality oils, but they're not hydrogenated anymore. True. Walking into a bakery, hopefully that that's not what they're using anymore. But you know, walking into your regular grocery store, you pick up a package of sliced bread or a baguette or anything like that, and you still got to read the ingredients. And more often than not, you will see some partially hydrogenated. They, they have the a limit. Oil. They have a limit. They do have a limit. Yeah. That's true. It's like. I think it's like a half a gram per serving or yeah. something like that. Well, they're allowed to say trans fat free if it's a half a gram per serving or less. But the servings say, are so small. That's true. Who eats one serving? Who eats one or two cookies? You right. might eat six. Right. That might be three servings. Right. So right. you're getting like a gram and a half of trans fat. Exactly. Which is a gram and a half too much. Right. Unfortunately. So that is something. Anyway, so beware your trans fats. We have an email from Christy. Hi, I have a family member who's been diagnosed with hypercalcemia. Okay. High calcium. High calcium, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, 14.2. Well, that's exceedingly high because we don't want it to be much over 11. Right, right. From everything I'm reading, it's usually a growth and the parathyroid is is removed. He doesn't want surgery and would like to control the symptoms naturally. No way. Yeah. No way. Or any natural methods of shrinking the growth. No. So his parathyroid works no. better. There's there is in patients sometimes who are vitamin D deficient, it can you it get can. what's called secondary hyperparathyroidism due to the vitamin D deficiency and yeah. vitamin D can bring it down. But with a fourteen it's very unlikely that's right. the case. He's had one treatment with zoledronic acid to get the calcium down, but that was back in February. Mm-hmm. And is that that's a know. that's a bisphosphonate actually? It's like uh, oh, it's yeah. a very strong version of uh, you know actinol uh, and you know that kind of thing. Um, it's okay. Uh, Can't also very high vitamin D levels cause hypercalcemia? And, and per- actually, well. very high vitamin D levels can cause hypercalcemia. Yeah. Yes. Again, we're looking for Goldilocks all right. the time. Right. So. Uh, no. No. This that's a surgical problem. Now, we what we learned. In med school, it's like, you know, you have to memorize a lot of stuff, so we use mnemonics. So the mnemonic for hypercalcemia was moans, bones, groans, and stones. Huh. So the, it actually stuck to me. I can remember that. So kidney stones, mm-hmm. uh, moans, psychic moans, because there's psychiatric effects of high calcium. You actually mm-hmm. have this malaise kind of feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, groans is you get abdominal pain associated with it and bones you get osteoporosis ah. you actually it depletes that uh, the, all the calcium in your blood it comes out of your bones okay because of the per- effect of per- PTH parathyroid hormone that's why it's in the circulation and 
Yeah. Hence the high calcium. Right. So, it, and it's not about how much calcium. See, a lot of people think, well, I'll take a lot of calcium, the calcium will go to my bones. Or alternatively, will I get hypercalcemia from taking calcium? No, your body regulates the calcium very carefully. Yeah. It, it can excrete it, uh, it can uh, put it in the bones, or it can let it out in the stool. You know, mm-hmm. there are ways to get it out, and then it could Or it go- could put it somewhere it shouldn't go, like coronary arteries. Yeah. And calcifications in breast tissue yeah. or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, Christy, yeah. So there's no natural, there isn't you know, anything I, to... I, I feel like I'm the tell me it ain't so doc. You know, it's like... Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. I'm looking for an out, Dr. Hoffman, is there, can I get around the surgery or can I get around the use of this medication? And I got to say, um, we got to know when to hold, when to fold with natural medicine. Uh, and that's, that's one it. of the benefits of my medical training. It's like, I know the limits and I also know that either nat- there are natural alternatives, but there are also medical fixes that are plausible and safe for yes. some of these things. Yes. Okay. Christy, best of luck to your relative. All right. But 14, I would get on that. Mm. That's, a, that's, about, that's about as high as I've seen. Wow. Okay. That's, yeah. whoa. Yeah. That person's not a happy camper. No. Okay. All right. We've got an email. My friend just told me to stop taking vitamin D3 because it's toxic. It causes kidney failure and high calcium to raise the toxic level. Please please advise. I value your opinion. Well, there have been alarmist headlines lately about vitamin D is worthless, but I haven't heard, you know, not since medical school, I've ever heard of the super toxic effects of vitamin D. In fact, what they used to say is you've got to take a little bit, but if you take too much, there's all these problems that can ensue. And if you uh, take more than 400 IU? Right, exactly. And what we discovered is that with the passage of time, we recognize that higher and higher and higher doses are relatively non-toxic. And uh, so I'll give you an example. Guy, I get this call frantic from a mom, and I wrote this up. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. maybe some of you may have seen this. I hope I'm not telling the same story again. You know. Story number Twice. 146. It's okay. Right. <laughs> Sometimes it's better in the retelling. Uh, so mom calls up. She's frantic because her son has been taking too much vitamin D. I said, well, you know, okay. I mean, you know, you're overreacting a little bit. Maybe. I just thought to myself, but it's like, I'll see him. I'll, I'll evaluate him. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, yeah. I know the mom. And so the son comes in and, you know, he says, well, yeah, my mom wanted me to come in because I've been taking a lot of vitamin D. And I said, well, how come you're taking a lot of vitamin D? And he says, Dr. Fauci said to take vitamin D. <laughs> I said, well, how much are you taking? And he goes, um, I was taking, uh, let's see, he was taking uh, 40,000 a day, 40,000 a day, mm-hmm. but he wasn't taking it on weekends. Oh. So 40,000 a day. Monday through Friday, 40,000 right. So a he day. was taking eight 5,000s, which is 40,000. Yeah. Right? But he was, he, he was taking the weekend off. So he was taking 40,000 a week. Which is what, like, you know, 30,000 a day approximately, yeah. Yeah, more or less. Yeah. And so that's a lot. We that's don't tell patients to take more than usually five or 10,000. Yes, uh, depending on their levels. You yep. know, rarely that much, maybe 50,000 once a week, which is 7,000 per day, in, in cases where they really need a lot of vitamin sure, D. Sure, sure. But so I said, wow, that's quite a lot. Well, let me test you six ways. For, how are you doing? How are you feeling? He goes, I feel fine. Great. Yeah. Good. Okay. You feel fine. I said no pain in the flanks because kidney stones can occur. Yeah. No blood in the urine because that can occur. Yes. Um, okay. No headaches. No, because you can get pseudo tumor cerebri. You can get like, you know, brain, you know, things from that, you know, mm. swelling. Nope. Okay. 
I tested them and I found that, you know, this, this, the PTH, which is high in patients who have Parathyroid uh, hyperparathyroidism, mm -hmm. was exceedingly low because the vitamin D was suppressing it. But ah. his urine calcium was not that high and his blood calcium wasn't that high. Yeah. Uh, and everything was normal. His vitamin D was kind of high. It was over, I think it was about 120. Okay. Where we like it to be under 100. Yes. But what they show is that in a healthy young man who was like 35 years old, even that astronomical dose taken for months is not that harmful. So the solution is to stop yeah. taking vitamin D because you have plenty in your system. Yeah. And then when you, uh, after a couple of months, start taking 2,000 again. Yeah. You know, that's all you need because right. you're a healthy guy. You don't need to go over the top. Exactly. And it was in the throes of COVID and he, you know, everybody's freaked out about he COVID. He thought that the it. vitamin D, because Fauci said something about vitamin D, yes. uh, that um, mm -hmm. you know was going to be the bulwark against all misfortune during COVID. You know, like the more, the you know, like if a little is good, a lot is better. Yes. Yes. But that just illustrates the relative non-tox. Non now, there are other people who are older, more debilitated, have poor kidney function. They can get in trouble with less. They can get in trouble with 10,000 a day. They can. They can. So we would have to be careful. That's why it's always best to check before dosing with vitamin D. We say that most people can safely take 2,000. See, where the, where the, the, the controversy about vitamin D has entered in is that a lot of people have read headlines saying, vitamin, stop taking your vitamin D. It's useless. It's no good, it doesn't help. And we've done several shows on the, uh, all the information suggests that- We've done entire lectures on vitamin yeah, D. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you know, I'm, I'm proud to be one of the people who sort of ushered in the vitamin D revolution. A lot yes. of people are thankful for that because we were talking about it in the 90s. Mm -hmm. uh, and you know, it, I think that's a theory that's been borne out. But because of one uh, disappointing study on vitamin D, uh, they've extrapolated that to, you know, vitamin D is worthless, mm -hmm. and we've countered that. We, you should listen to the podcast with Dr. William Grant, where we uh, talk about why some of the studies have come up short, and how the benefits from vitamin D are not just about bone and cardiovascular and autoimmune. Cancer prevention, There's hypertension, a Wonderful study that just came out on, on autoimmunity and how vitamin D reduces, dramatically reduces the risk of autoimmunity. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, don't stop taking vitamin D, but do get tested to make sure that you're in, you're in a good range. We like to see it anywhere between 55 and 85-ish. Mm -hmm. That would be optimal. For most people, that would be optimal. We do make an exception for people with cancer undergoing chemotherapies. We want to see those numbers really in the 80s, don't we? Well, yes, since it has definitely anti-cancer effects, we want yes. to go a little more aggressive in cancer patients, Absolutely. for sure. Absolutely. Uh, Layla, that's yeah. all the time we have. Oh, my. Time flies when you're having fun. Wow, where did it I go? I see you're, you're reaching for another question. I'm reaching but for another question. Yeah, we're, we're kind of maxing out on our time allotment. Wow. So uh, we'll read some of those additional questions that we have in the mailbag next week, and then please send more questions to patients. No, I'm sorry. To Questions. Questions. Sorry. <laughs> At drhoffman.net. I'm getting mixed up. That's for our our in-house. Our patient our in, in, yeah. uh, email. Okay. Questions at drhoffman.net yeah. is your destination for questions. And thank you for all of those. Keep them coming. All right. Have a great week. A very happy new year to many of our listeners. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. This is Layla Mutin, RD. I see patients regularly along with Dr. Hoffman. 
If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. I look forward to being a collaborator in your health care.